make you so special? Why did he bless you? Think about it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Got a smile when I say that shit. Ah! We are live. We are live with Taylor Pistol, <laughs> the awesome Taylor Pistol, and I, I. Wait, this is episode number fifty-four. Wait, is this actually live? You... Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was, okay. I, sorry, I cut no, you off okay. guard with being live. No, that's okay. I like because we kind of just like press record and then whenever I feel like saying live, maybe, maybe I should yeah. reconsider my intros. No, that's but okay. It's okay. I want everybody to know that uh, I'm doing this podcast right now with no shoes on so me too no way yeah i would have done it through pink eye too like uh, I- i'm committed i'm committed <laughs> to the podcast again that's good that's good <laughs> so uh taylor grew up in a small town mm-hmm. marshall missouri yes how, how big is that about um 12 to thirteen thousand. but the majority of people live like in the farm town or like the farms around it so the actual cities feels a lot smaller like maybe six or seven thousand Okay, okay. So it's not, like, too incredibly small, but that's still crazy Yeah, like, we have Walmart and we have stoplights. I didn't realize how... We have stoplights. Yeah, well, because I come here and a lot of people are like, oh, I'm from a super small town. And I'm like, me too. And they're like, yeah, we only have one stoplight. Like, that's super small. That's, like, four or five hundred. So we have a city and we have Walmart. We have a movie theater, a little bar, some hotels. But, like, there's not a lot to do. If you want to go to the mall, you have to drive at least an hour to Columbia or Kansas City. And we have Sedalia, which is 30 minutes away, to go do things, too. So it's a small town, but there's possibilities of doing things. Other small towns are in the middle of nowhere. They have to drive 30 minutes to Walmart. We don't have to do that. That would be ridiculous. That would be rough. So there is a Walmart in your town. Yeah. It's big enough to have a Walmart. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. See, whenever I was imagining it, I actually was imagining it smaller. So yeah. that's, that's good, but I still see how... Because you were saying before the podcast, you want to get away to Florida. Mm-hmm, definitely. So I could totally Bigger see city, it, yeah. how, how you want to get out. Yeah. And coming to Springfield was a good stepping stone, I think, because it's like a little bit bigger. I don't know. What is Springfield? Like a hundred and fifty something Something like that. Here, we'll look it up real quick. Yeah. I feel like we should know this just off the top of I know. Mind. We've been living here for however long. Springfield, Missouri. Population. Population. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So that's wow. a ton. 167,000. Mm-hmm. So I think I want to go to a city that's maybe like 300,000, three or 400,000. Okay. I want it to okay. be a little bigger than Springfield. I do like Springfield, but I feel like it's still pretty compact. Totally, you know? totally. So I want to go to like a little bit bigger. So Florida is the move. What do you mean by compact? Like, like the. I feel like the yeah. whole city is kind of together. So you've been to Columbia, Missouri, right? Uh, or not that much. Not much. Not much. Not okay. much. So Columbia is actually smaller than Springfield, like population wise. But whenever you go, it feels huge. Like my. Favorite. So it's more like dispersed, more yeah, spread out. Yeah, everything's spread out, and like Springfield's kind of a grid too. Have you noticed that when you're driving? Yeah. So oh, absolutely. That makes it feel smaller to me too. I think because like I know where everything is. Whereas in Columbia, like I've been going there since I was a kid. My grandparents lived there. But I don't even know my way around because there's just so many different areas of town. That's and, cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so I kind of want to get to a place that's a little bigger. I like the size of Springfield, but I just want it to be a little... Okay, that's what I thought you meant by compact. And yeah. I, I agree. It's yeah. a little too more, like, a little too much compact for, like, my liking. Yeah, everything's just, like, 
it's cool because it's all together and it's a big city, so it's easier to get everywhere. But I really just want to be in a place where I'm constantly able to go to new places to explore. Absolutely. I feel like I've explored out in Springfield. And, like, as far as, like, nature goes here, it's, like, there, there are there are some really cool uh, nature mm-hmm. spots. And actually, Springfield, Missouri is, like, notorious for having some really cool yeah. caves and whatnot. Yeah. Have you been to any of them? I've been to, like, maybe two, two. or something. I know some are, like, on people's land. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The only one I've been to is Fantastic Caverns, where you, like, ride through on the little trolley. Never been there. That one's pretty cool. That's in Springfield. Mm-hmm. It's a little north. It's out on Kansas. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you just get on the little trolley. That's what I liked about it, was I didn't have to walk. I was lazy that day. But <laughs> it just drives you through, and they stop every once in a while and give you, like, a little educational spiel. And That's what's up. Yeah. But the nature centers are cool, too. Um but that's what I mean. Like, I feel like I've been to all of them, and I've explored them all. So Absolutely. I want to go to somewhere where I'm, like, constantly, there's always new ones to go to. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Or at the, at the bare minimum, at least be able to explore all of the places that you, you want to go to. Exactly. Yeah. Versus if you're, if you're living in Florida, I'm assuming you want to live, like, by the beach. The beach. Yes, definitely. So, so you you were saying how like you don't know if it's like California or like like why it's necessarily Florida? Yeah. Why Florida? There are always these places that satisfy this need of mm-hmm. like living at a beach. Yeah. Do you and think it's like an intuitive thing? I don't know, and that's what's funny is that I've been saying I wanted to go to Florida since I was little, but I really started trying to put it in motion my freshman year of high school, and I tried to get it set up to where I could go to Florida for college, and I toured FAU and Boca Raton, and I was just so set I wanted to go there. But, of course, my parents wouldn't let me, coming from a small town. Like, that would not have been smart. Totally. But then, like, the longer I talked about it, everyone started asking me, like, why Florida? Why Florida? Why don't you just go to California or South Carolina or, like, all these other beachy towns, Texas? I don't know. Like, for some reason, it just doesn't set with me. Like, that'd be cool. Like, I want to go visit, but not to live. For some reason, I just want to live in Florida. Okay. So I feel like it's something that is maybe within me, if that's a real-life thing that it could be, then I'm being drawn there for something. Or it just could be that I'm stubborn, which I am, (laughs) and that, like, I had it on my heart that that's where I wanted to go, and I don't want anyone to change my mind. Right, right. But it's, like, it's yet to be seen, so... But you've also considered all possibilities, so... I have, yeah. And I think that the cost of living in California is higher. Like, I do think that's a real-life thing that could play into it. I think the real estate in... in, uh... Florida is pretty cheap for the most part. Yeah, yeah, and I have a lot of friends that live down there now in different areas, and so, and, like, through talking to them, it sounds like it's pretty comparable. Like, have you noticed our gas right now is, like, close to 250? And I thought that was super high, but the friend I'm staying with, I asked him what um, gas was there, and it's 240. So it's, like, a little bit cheaper there. Really? Yeah, and he pays 900 for a two-bedroom. And two bedrooms here are, like, about 700, like a bare village. So it's very comparable. So it's, yeah, comparable. And I feel like... But there's an ocean there. And there's an ocean, <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, so many different places to explore. And I think in Florida, too, like, I might not end up exactly where I'm supposed to be on the first try, but there's so many different cities in Florida that I could try out that I feel like I'll definitely find one that fits Good point. Me. Good point. Yeah. A lot of the Midwest cities, I feel like, are similar, like KC, St. Louis, kind of the same thing, just opposite sides of the state. And the people, because a lot of people uh, that go down to Missouri State, they typically, like, I feel like you can't really tell the difference in Missouri people, or the St. Louis people versus the Kansas City people, versus, like, like Chicago, I lived there for a year, and the Mm -hmm. people there are very different than St. Louis, like, and I know Mizzou's, like, notorious for having, like, both... uh, Chicago and St. Louis, and mm-hmm. there's like such a culture clash there, there is, and yeah. you could tell who's from Chicago, who's from St. Louis. Exactly. There's, it's not that way with Casey and yeah. St. Louis. Very, very, very similar. similar. Yeah. 
And I feel like they have a lot of similar, like, the city is so similar in and of itself, but, like, the minor differences, like, Bredco versus Panera, like, that's <laughs> such a big thing for them, but it's so minor. And in Florida, like, you have Southern Florida where you have all kinds of Cubans and stuff, so you have, like, the international population, but then if you go Northern, then you have more of the people that are, like, kind of Southern, like, Georgia and the like cute Cuban ones, food. yeah, so... So you get, it, it's it's more of a melting pot down there. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. yeah. And I think that people are a lot more open-minded. Like, I feel like being in the Midwest, there's a lot of conservatives, a lot of, like, judgmental people. and I don't know because I haven't experienced too much of, like, mm-hmm. other cultures in the United States, but I feel like people are kind of complacent here, too. Yeah. Like, everybody's just kind of cool with, like, what they have. and like, Yeah. Which not, is cool. But yeah. just, like, I, I know myself, and I'm kind of an ambitious person, or at least I like mm-hmm. to think I am, and, like... That just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't feel like people here have a lot of ambition. Like, even my family, they're just content with what they have, and they don't really strive for anything more. Which and is beautiful. It's cool. Like, yeah, if it's cool if to you're be happy grateful, with it. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, but it's just, it's not me, and you got to recognize yeah. that within yourself. Yeah, I definitely think that's more of, like, our culture, not our culture, but, like, our age group, too, like, millennials. I think that we have a lot more drive for adventure, and I think it probably has a little bit to do with, like, the different things that have become available to us from a younger age with media and, like, phones and stuff, it's put a little more of a drive in us to get out and explore more. What do you mean? Like, so, like, like the possibilities, the realm of possibility, like, maybe you see yeah. on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, like, different like a picture things in the world. Of, yeah, like, and Australia. Like, you're like, oh, I want to go there. Oh, I want to do that. Or you see what other people are doing. Like, people see that you're doing this podcast, and they're like, oh, my gosh, he's, like, going out and growing and doing these things. Like, I want to do that, but what do I want to do? And then, I don't know. And then, like, with the social media, too. Like, I have friends all over the country. And some of them I've never even met. But, like, we have cool things in common. And I could go visit them. So that kind of opens up that idea. And then if I go visit them and I like it there. And then I want to move there. So, I don't know. I feel like our generation just is, like, a little more open-minded. And willing to go out and do different things. Whereas, like, our parents and grandparents, they were, like, so family-oriented that it was like, oh, yeah, stay close to the family, live right down the road, raise your kids, and, you Absolutely. Know, so. I agree. I think we are a lot more open-minded yeah. in a lot of good ways. With religion as well. Yeah. I feel like it's with politics, with religion, yeah. with... Yeah, I agree. Everything. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you... It, growing up in Marshall, mm-hmm. in the small town, you had... A chiropractor, right? Yes, Not I did. That. I I remember you telling me all about him. This yeah, was like a few months it's back. Been a while, yeah. So he is. Um, let's see. He's probably in his upper seventies or eighties now. Like, wow. He's getting up there, is and I could working? be completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. He him. says he's gonna work till the day he dies. He's not gonna retire. He has this whole little spot picked out in the back where he says that's where I'm gonna keel over and die. But <laughs> he's yeah. <laughs> he is dedicated. And he works, he only has one secretary, her name's Sandy. So it's just those two, and then they have, like, a receptionist. So whenever I graduated high school, um, I graduated early, a semester early in December. So I needed a job to hold me over until I left for college, and they offered it to me. So I started working there. And I think what I was telling you about was, like, the impact you had on me with, like, the different people that would come into the office. So... Living in Marshall, it's definitely, like, in the Bible Belt, and people are conservative and, like, you know, judgmental. And, you know, the stereotypes we have against, like, different religions and ethnicities. So Marshall has a big Hispanic population, and there's two factories there. And it seems like the majority of the Hispanics work at those factories, which does give them, you know, that stereotype. Like, people just don't treat them the same. And I always, like, recognize, especially in school, like, that that wasn't—I didn't like it. 
the right way to approach it. Yeah, to but treat I, somebody. Do they treat them necessarily like as lesser? Yes, but not in a mean way. Like there's definitely there's not any kind of like racism out on the streets where you more know, of like an unspoken thing. But yeah, it's just like a you know here's us we're the farmers and we have all this money and then here's our factory workers is kind of like the dynamic in the city and then sometimes those nonverbals speak louder than words would yeah too. yeah and I always picked up on it and I picked up that like you know in school if I would come home and be talking to my um, parents about a friend I'd made they'd you know ask well you know are they white are they black are they Hispanic like it mattered but at the same time it didn't they'd always say oh well that's okay but you know be careful and all this so I picked up on it, but I never really agreed with it because in school I could see, like, these people are the same as me. Like, they're not doing anything. Like, you guys up here, you're, you have these conflicts with them, but I'm in school and, like, I'm cool with them. They're fun. So That's really cool that you're able to view that from, like, the innocent side yeah. of things. Well, I just never understood it. I feel like that is one thing about me is I've always had, like, an open heart towards things. And I think that was kind of – that's why I think the chiropractor had such a big impact on it was because – whenever these people would come into his office, he didn't have that same mindset like my parents did. Like, if they would come in and they didn't speak English at all, he treated them the same. If they came in and they are all dirty and they looked like they hadn't had a shower in weeks, he treated them the same. If they came in and they had a whole bunch of money and they were, like, uptight in their business suits, he would treat them the same. And so I think that that really gave me, like, an environment where I could be more, like, what I always believed in, like, kind of act on that rather than, like, not that my parents wouldn't let me do that, but I just felt like I was wrong if I would. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. So, yeah. He, he led a really good example, mm -hmm. and that's what you you agreed with his example more than the example yeah. your parents set for He gave you. me the path that I could, like, act on it. Absolutely. Whereas, like, my parents definitely, like, they're not racist by any means, don't get me wrong, but, you know, they have those mindsets that they were grown up, like, raised with. So, yeah, they're just conditioned. That's yeah, just they're a not, product of their environment. Nothing bad about it. They don't look down on them. It's just, like... My grandma, for example, if she saw puppies being sold out of the back of a white man's car versus a black man's car, she would obviously go straight to the white man just because in her mind that would be the safer option. But for me, if I see both, like, I'm not going to look at who's selling them. I'm going to look at what puppies are cuter exactly. and go towards that one, you know? so Because then you only limit yourself. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's another reason why I want to get out and explore so much is because I do feel like I was sheltered in a way from getting to experience the different cultures and things like that. And so I want to go out and like do that for myself now. That's so cool. Yeah, and so. He, he led you to this, this path of adventure mm -hmm. as well, like open your mind in that aspect. Yeah. That's going to just the, the ripple effect yeah. that's going to come from that yeah. is so he's awesome. He's so nice. And he's also super generous. Like I think I told you about how he would, if he started treating babies when they were young, he'd treat them for free all the way up until, yeah, forever. Like, he treats me for free because I've been seeing him since I was six weeks old. What does he do? Does he, like, pop anything? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what a chiropractor does. <laughs> so, like, cause I think I was telling you about this whenever you mentioned it before, but my neck has been messed up. For, uh -huh. like, like, I was working and during a shift uh, in between, like, whenever I had some free time, which free time in a serving job yeah. is, like, just a few in. seconds. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm like, okay, I, I, my neck is bothering me. I'm going to pop my neck real quick. Uh -huh. I pulled it, and I just forced oh. it. And I wouldn't have done this unless I was working, but yeah. I wanted to get back out on the floor. So I'm like, I'm just going to force it. Right. I'm just going to do it. Not smart. Yeah. I pulled it, pulled it, pulled it. Pop. A super loud pop. Oh, like no, one of my coworkers was like in the middle of what she's doing, looked over at me, and she's like, what? <sighs> 
Yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh, and it's been hurting since. And then I did jujitsu the summer right after that, leading up to it, like started probably a month later. Mm-hmm. That didn't help at all because yeah. I wasn't very good. And yeah. I don't know, long story short, you have to defend with you, or I would have to defend with my chin because uh-huh. I wasn't as good as the people yeah, I was and going against. Yeah, that hurts your neck even more. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. my neck has been messed up for like almost a year now. I would go to a chiropractor. Okay. One pop. He'll pop you back. That's the thing. And I definitely think that this chiropractor, and I do think I'm a little biased, but he is better than a lot of them just because he's been doing it for so long. And so he can literally, like, take, like, he'll, whenever you go in, he grabs your head like this, he feels your neck, and then he just does a line right down your spine, and he can feel exactly where the problem area is just by running, yeah. So I just went in there um, last Friday, no, Monday, actually, because I went home to watch the Super Bowl with my dad, and my back was out of place, so I went in Monday and walked in, and he grabbed my neck, and he said, oh, you're out right there, and he ran his hand on my back and said, they're out right there. So then he puts you up on this little bed. You start off laying flat on your stomach, and the table that you lay on has like kind of a little give, like a breakaway, so that you can, like whenever he presses in, your back has room to pop without just being a flat, hard surface to pop it on. Okay, okay. And so he popped that part in, and then he comes up, and my neck was out of place too. It doesn't even hurt. And then he like he tells you which way to turn, so he tapped my shoulder, so I turn my head this way, and he takes it, and he just pops it, and then he does it the other way and pops it, and good as new, like golden. That's really cool. I guess working as a chiropractor, he's going to, like, realize that people are going to put a lot of trust into him. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a little bit of why he treated everybody so equally. Yeah. Or or he's just a good person. Yeah, he is just a good person. And he definitely, like, he looks out for people. If people come in after a car accident and they don't really have the funds to pay for it, but it's obvious they need it, he'll cut them a break and, you know, cheapen the price. But that's the glory of working for yourself is that you don't have to, like, listen to what everyone else says. You have the ability to set your own prices and help people if they need it. So it's good. But that's his form of giving back. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like with a small town, he knows who actually needs it and who doesn't. Like it's, you know people pretty well. So he knows, like people can't just go in and take advantage of him. I right, guess is right. what I'm saying. Like He's not naive. He's not naive. He's smart. He is the smartest man I've ever met. Wow. So, yeah. That's it. I just love that. I love the yeah. idea of like, Especially you being kind of sheltered mm-hmm. in, in your upbringing, and then somebody comes along and makes this just magnificent impact in yeah. your life. Well, and it's someone I love that, that I had known for like my whole life. You know, like I never would have guessed that it would be him. Like, who would have thought the town chiropractor would be the one to like set my ambitions on fire? And he doesn't even know that. Like, I've never even told him that. No way. Yeah, because he's a man of few words. Like, I worked for him for a long time, but he. You know, it's just, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. You know, he talks to people all day, though, so... I like that. A man of few words, but he leads by example. Yeah. That action kind of inspired you. Mm -hmm. I could not tell you a single thing about how he was raised, his childhood, anything. Like, he just... I don't know him in that way. I just know him by how he acts and how he treats people, and... Wow. Yeah, he's great. He really is. Wow. I guess this, I guess this story, not not as irrelevant, mm-hmm. but, like, it, it doesn't matter as much. Like, he, it's more about the impact. He expresses his story through his actions, I think. Okay. Like, okay. you know, I... Could, you should ask him sometime. I before, want to. Because, I mean, realistically, he'll be gone and yeah. like, I don't know. 20 years. Be, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure in 20. <laughs> I totally. mean, unless he's one of those crazies that lives past 100, which he could be, but... Would you even want to live past 100? If I was in good health, like, if I was still kicking it, yeah. But if I was, you know, not able to do 
the things I wanted to do or if I wasn't living a life that was enjoyable. If you're just like a total vegetable. Yeah. Or if I couldn't walk, if I had to have a walker, I wouldn't want to do that. I have a grandma that's 93, 94, and she was kicking it really well up until a couple weeks ago. She had to go to the hospital for pneumonia. And now she's not. Like, now she's, you know, when you're that old, one little thing can knock you back a lot. And so she's definitely, like, not living the quality of life that she was before. And she's kind of hitting that point, too, where she's like, well, now I don't really want to be alive. I can't live on my own. Like, I have to have people take care of me. I think that's kind of how I am. If I could take care of myself and live on my own and do the things I enjoy, like, I'll live forever. But once I'm, like, restricted in any way... Then I'd just rather kick the dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So I'm out of here. Yeah, that's that's my life. <laughs> so. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. So, <laughs> I like this question <laughs> I a do lot. Too. <laughs> You've been waiting for it. I've been waiting. If I steal a loaf of bread from you and eat it, when does the bread itself cease to be yours and becomes mine? That is such <laughs> a deep question, but so not. Okay, so that's like a pencil. Like, it could be the same thing. Like, if this is your pencil and I take it, is it mine now or is it technically still yours because I stole it? But then to put it with bread, then, like, by the time I eat it, then it, like, definitely is mine because it's in my stomach. Right. But you're the one that stole it. So it was, it, it, I claimed it, uh-huh. I chose to claim it, and then you, you took it and you ate it. So what point, at what point does it stop being um, your bread? Does it stop being your bread whenever I take it from you? Or when you consume or it? Or when or, I consume it? Or after I digest it? Or like, was it ever my bread? Or was it ever your bread? Or were we just borrowing it, this or, energy from the Yeah, universe? or was it like never your bread because it was the person that you stole it from? Did it say steal or did it say take? Uh, if I steal. So, yeah. yeah. So then you stole it from somebody, too. So is it actually yours? Or no, no, you no, steal no. it from me. So you me. would steal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I have an original. Let's say, let's just say I you bought, bought it. it. Let's say, so let's, let's throw that factor into it. Like, instead of like a super philosophical. Yeah. That was my argument. Like, like do we ever really own anything? Yeah, anything exactly. Really ours? We're just temporarily borrowing it from the universe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah. So I legally it. own this bread. Mm-hmm. I... Say I spent two bucks on it. You keep I got it at your it. house. I, I, I steal it from your house, take it to my house. Absolutely. Okay. And then you eat it. So, did yeah, did you, whenever you grabbed it and took it over, or? I feel like, I feel like it would become mine once I left with it, maybe? Because that's the thing, is like, as long as it was still here, like, if I tried to eat the bread here, it would become mine when I ate it. Because it's still, like, technically... Say that one more time. So, like, let's just say you have a loaf of bread upstairs right now. And Uh I'm, like, if I go upstairs and take it and eat it, I don't think it would become mine until I ate it. Because it's still in your property. Okay. Maybe that's taking it, like, way too deep. But I feel like if I just went upstairs and was going to, like, take it back to my house because I was out of bread, it would become mine as soon as I left. As soon as you walk out the door. Mm -hmm. Because I'm taking it away from you. But, but if I'm just eating it, is it ever here. yours if you like don't mm. claim it? I, I well, well, yeah, yeah. At what point does it cease to be mine? <laughs> that is so tough. Yeah, I think it's. Is it ever yours if you took it? Is it ever like ethically yours, or is it just yours because you got to consume it? I think it would just be mine because I got to consume it, but it was still yours. Okay. I just like stole it from you. 
I'm not a thief. <laughs> I don't know how this stuff works. Because, <laughs> like, if you, if you rob a bank, you know, if a robber robs a bank, at what point does that money become his? It was never his. He stole it. It wasn't his because it wasn't an agreement, but it's his because it's in his possession. Exactly. So there's two different ways of looking at it. Yeah, true. Because if I take your bread and you allow it, then it becomes mine as soon as you're like, okay, yeah, you can have it. Boom, it's my bread. So if there's no agreement, it would always be your bread. Right. I would just have stolen it. Your, it was my bread that you ate. Yeah, I, I ate your bread. <laughs> That's so crazy, yeah. That is a really just... It could go so it, many different ways. Yeah, it's not even binary. Like, there, yeah, there's yeah. so many just... It's all relative. Lots all of relative. moving parts with it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, what do, what do you think your future self would say about you now? Oh, gosh, she'd say she's a mess right now. <laughs> she's working on it. <laughs> I feel like... Um, Definitely. I love that answer. Yeah. I feel like I have spent the first few years of college, like, learning a lot. You know, like, coming from a small town, I definitely was open to a lot of new experiences. And a lot of them did lead me down paths that took me to life lessons. But I think that that's something that every person does have to go through at some point. And so I'm glad that it happened to me while I'm young because I can still act on and shape myself the way that I feel is best based on what I've learned. So now I feel like... If I was, like, like how old? 30, 40, 70? Um, back. Good point. Good point. I guess age matters a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's just say, say somewhat short-term, 30. 30? Okay. So 30, looking back on now, I would definitely think that... So this is about a 10-year difference for yeah, you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm 22 on Tuesday, Monday. No way. Good for you. Yeah, Happy early birthday. Day, the 12th. So, thank you. We're the same age then. I didn't realize that because I'm at your 22 in October. Yeah. past October. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, cool. Are you graduating in May? No. No? no. I'm okay. fifth year. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I kind of wish I could. Um, so yeah, I think in 10 years I would look back and definitely see these years as my growing years. And like right now I'm kind of starting to stop being so dumb and naive and like going towards the experiences that are teaching me lessons and more so focusing on what's best for me and how I'm going to turn my life into what I want it to be. Absolutely. So, um, I kind of have a blog right now that I keep up with and the way that I kind of set it up is... I call it the cocoon days because right now I feel like I'm in my cocoon and I'm like learning based on all the things I ate while I was a caterpillar and like, you know, all those things grow and shape you into who you are. But then when you're in the cocoon, you're really forming yourself and then you come out as a butterfly. So it's super like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. It's like kind of abstract and kind of cliche, but I do feel like that really represents where I am right now because I don't really spend a lot of time with a lot of the people that I did the first few years of college because I kind of realized like... They weren't getting me to where I wanted to be. So now I'm kind of focusing more on, okay, like I've gotten more involved at church. So I'm hanging out with people that have similar interests as me and like that's helping me grow. And I'm just, you know, doing more like working. The place I'm working is more fit to what I want to do rather than like working at Bear Village like I was. Like I never wanted to be in real estate. So why was I working a job in real estate? Right, right. So I feel like looking back I would see these years as like I'm kind of painting the canvas totally to totally finding yourself a little mm-hmm. bit more yeah and it sounds so cliche and I hate it but I do feel like no, that's that what it sound is cliche like, to me at all yeah yeah so and I would agree it's it, it's also kind of experimental a lot of mm-hmm. wisdoms gained in college a lot of uh a lot of failures a lot of yeah. weird experiences yeah, just, yeah you just, can never prepare for them exactly you know? like you exactly it's just something you kind of have to live through and the way that you react to it definitely shapes how your future turns out so that's kind of what i'm focusing more on now 
have you faced like a lot of adversity or are there any experiences coming to mind when you're talking about this? <laughs> I feel like um, I-, I was never into the whole. Like, hey, wait, I'm gonna yell upstairs real quick. Okay. Hey, Trud. What? Hey, don't play any music. We're doing a podcast right out. Yeah, I'm going to class. Okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, I feel like being an only child, I definitely wasn't as into the whole like going out downtown thing, like you know, drinking and partying and that kind of thing. I never joined a fraternity or a sorority. So I feel like most of my adversity came from trying to meet people. And I think that working at Bear Village definitely did help me to put myself out there and meet people and do different things. And a little background for anybody who doesn't mm-hmm. know what oh, yeah, Bear Village sorry. is. No, it's cool, it's cool. Uh, it's, it's like an apartment complex. So mm-hmm. you, you, my understanding, you work like the front desk or I something? I did, yeah. Okay. So I got to be friends with a lot of the residents, and that was a really good way for me to get involved because I didn't join a sorority. I didn't do any of, like, the, you know, student government. So coming out of freshman year from the dorms, I had a couple friends, but not a ton. And going to Bear Village and working there, I got to be friends with a ton of the residents. Totally. And, like, that was a way for me to meet people. But what I found is that they were all really interested in, like, going out downtown and drinking and, you know, doing the sorority and fraternity stuff. But I never really liked that. So I would try it. But you never really liked drinking? mm I still don't really like drinking. And that's not just like a, I mean, I'm not just being stuck up. Like, I really just don't like the taste of it. I don't like the feeling of being drunk. I don't think anybody likes the taste no, of any, so... anything. Like... Yeah, so the way I saw it was like, why am I forcing myself to do these things that I don't even enjoy, rather than going out and like finding the things that do make me happy and expanding Absolutely. on that. So, because you weren't at that point, you weren't really living your life for yourself, like mm-hmm. what you really wanted to do. No, like, you're like, yeah. oh, this is what everybody else wants to do. Yeah. So this is what I'm gonna do. Exactly. And so I would try to fit in that way and do those things to meet people. And I would meet people, and I did have a lot of really good friends. But that's kind of what I mean when I say I don't really hang out with a lot of them anymore. Is just because why would I put myself in the position to go do the things that I don't really enjoy? And like, I can still have that friendship with that person and be cool with them, but not go and force myself to you know drink or party Absolutely. or do that stuff so good good expression too because like forcing yourself yeah it, you kind of are like i it, was yeah like i don't really want to be or i don't really want to go do this but mm-hmm. like i'm gonna but go i do want it. friends so i'm gonna do it yeah and you might like the individual people but like the exactly, environment exactly yeah. yeah and i definitely do and that was what i found too is that i definitely thrived on hanging out with people more one-on-one rather than in the big party scene because you know, the people I'd hang out with, we'd have, like last summer, for example, I had five or six people that I hung out with on a regular basis. And uh-huh. we would wake up in the morning in the summer and like, okay, what's everyone doing today? What are we going to do? And we'd all wake up and check on everyone and we'd eventually get together at some point throughout the day and we'd do something and then we'd, you know, go on. And But I found that it got really mundane, I guess, and it got kind of boring. And so I would start just Maybe hanging out with... Maybe repetitive as yeah, well. Yeah, and it would, I'd start hanging out with one of them you know, just one-on-one, we'd go to the mall or we'd go to hike or go do something. And that was more what I thrived on because I got to talk to the person and get to know the person rather than in the big environment. You know, you're all just kind of sitting there, you're playing a game or you're watching music videos. You're not really talking. You're kind of just there together in that moment, but you're distracted with something else. Not really... So you kind of crave a connection with people. Yeah, definitely. And I think that stems from being an only child, too. 
for sure. Like, okay, I don't okay. like to blame a lot of things on being an only child because I don't feel like I'm well, a typical one. Well, it's not even a blame. One. It's more of like a, like a psychoanalyzing your life, like yeah. an observation of your life. This is why I'm the way I yeah. am. I've always been really big on connections with people. And, like, even in high school, I didn't have a huge group of people I hung out with. I wasn't the super, super popular. I had my little group that I would hang out with and we'd go do things. But... In high school, I think you're definitely more based on connection with people. You're not as focused on all the out, outside external things. So then coming to college and seeing how easily I could get brought into a big group of friends that was super, super cool, but you know, you were doing things I didn't really enjoy and I didn't really have a super good connection with any of them, that, that just wasn't fun anymore. Totally. So I quit Bear Village on a random Tuesday and moved back home for a month and saved up and so what what led to this change this this the decision that this isn't me this is what i want to do with my life so i'm gonna take control of my life a boy a boy okay yeah yeah in what way so um i think that i was trying really hard to be something for him that just wasn't me you know and i think every girl kind of has that story at some point but i was just really trying to not even to like have a relationship, but just to like kind of change that guy and kind of help him fix him by showing him what a girl could really like be. But since I wasn't, we had completely different upbringings. And so that's where I really started to see like, okay, my upbringing is a lot different than a lot of people. And I'm a lot different person than a lot of people. He thrived on the whole partying, drinking, having a ton of people over. He didn't look for the connections with people. So I was trying to force a connection that maybe wasn't there in that way. And I think that Sounds whenever, like your intentions were, like, flawless. Yeah. Like, maybe not flawless, but really good. Really yeah. good intentions. Yeah. And so once I started realizing that that wasn't making me happy, that was causing me a lot more stress than happiness, then I kind of took a step back and looked at that. And then whenever I realized that at Bear Village, like, a lot of the people I was friends with, it was like, yeah, I'm friends with them, but all they really want to do is drink and party. I was like, oh, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? And it's a hard spot because it's like everybody I know wants to do this activity, yeah. and it's like, but this isn't what I enjoy. Yeah, and so, I feel like since I never really put myself out there freshman year, since I was still pretty shy, I didn't really get the... Like, I definitely could have gotten involved in intramurals or, like, the different things that I was interested in. But because I didn't do that early, I felt like I couldn't do it as a junior in high school or junior in um, college. I felt like it was too late for me. So that's whenever I just decided, you know what, I'm going to quit my job because money is not more important than my happiness. And I wasn't happy working at Bear Village anymore. I was only working there because of the paycheck I got every two weeks and I could count on it. But I was like, this isn't going to take me where I want to go. So I quit, and I moved back home with my dad for a month, back to little old Marshall. But that was terrible, and I hated it. And When was this? This was over a break? This was August. Okay. The okay. beginning of August. Or I guess end of July. I was only there for four weeks. That's the only... Like, I planned on staying there the whole semester, and I was going to take a semester off of school, work for the chiropractor again, and... Then decided know, to move back to Bear Village, or not Back to, Bear, to Springfield. Back to Springfield. Yeah, I was going to come back in January, and then I was there for a month, and it was just... You know, there was nothing to do there, and I think that really, too, helped me see the mindset of Marshall and how much different Springfield was. And I was just like, I don't want to be back in this environment because this is what I like tried so hard to grow out of. So I came back to Springfield and got a different job. And now I've just been my cocoon days. I've been focusing cocoon on myself days. and like trying to figure out what I'm doing. So very cool. Yeah. Very cool. That's my story. Wow. You just like drew it right out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. 
so. I guess, uh, yeah, it's not, it, that, I, I can relate to a lot of that, too. You That's can? really, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I don't really like drink. I'm not drinking this one entire semester. I don't know yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I noticed that when you said that, you know, they were going to be hanging out last night. I was like, I wonder why he doesn't want to. But yeah, I wasn't yeah. going to say anything because I'm not really into it either. But exactly. But do you feel like it's working out better for you? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I, I kind of realized this is this... I, same thing I crave connection with like individuals cause right. I don't like going out to the bar scene and just like center right because it's so superficial out there and it's not yeah. it's not real connection not like really getting to know somebody so I was like you know, in moderation is cool, but mm-hmm. like, like whenever people are going out like three, four times a week, and yeah. that's what they're kind of living towards. I feel like it gets old. Absolutely. And I think another thing too is that, you know, when you go downtown, I think a lot of people do choose to drink to get away from their own personal problems. And I think I, I or the stress of school. Or the stress, yeah. And I think that everyone that comes to college does have their own story, and so I feel like I'd much rather get to know that person and their story then get to know who they are whenever they're drinking and drunk and just being funny and goofy. Totally. Like, that's just... I want to know who you are and what you bring to the table for me. Like, what can you do for me and what can I do for you to help you grow and help Absolutely. both of us get to where we want to be, so... And that, that over, uh, I guess, overexposure mm-hmm. of, like, the party scene and all that, you realize what it's lacking. Yeah. And then your response to, like, I, I guess, create, like, action towards... To building a connection yeah. with somebody else. Yeah. That's cool. Definitely. So, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything against people that do go out and drink. Like, I kind of wish at times that I did enjoy it so that I could go out and meet different people because I do think that that does give people the confidence that they need to go up and start conversations with people. And a lot of people they are that are downtown, they don't go out every single week. They're just down there for fun. So I don't think that it's a bad thing. It just doesn't fit me. Totally, so. totally. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. You can't judge anybody for what's making of them happy not. or how they're living their life. Or how like, they're dealing with their problems exactly. or what they're doing. But, but it, it's also hard. It takes a lot of confidence. It takes a lot of, like, just knowing yourself, yeah. knowing who you are to be able to be, like, like to stand up that. to the crowd and, like, do the opposite. Like, it's yeah. hard. It, it really is. is. Yeah. And I feel like it does lead to judgment, too. Like, a lot of people will think... You know, Them oh, judging she's, you? Yeah. Like, oh, she's a loner. She doesn't want to get to know anyone. She's a recluse. And, like... It's like, that's... It's the exact opposite. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> that's not the thing. I just, you know, I prefer to get to know people in more casual settings, I guess. Like, just hang out. Go do something. But like, even if you were a recluse, who cares? If you prefer yeah, being like, alone, who cares? Who cares? Nobody yeah. can judge anything. Yeah. That's the thing. But. Everyone's their own person, and whatever makes them happy makes them happy. Absolutely. So, I feel like we have a lot of the same ideas on that. Where do you think your your confidence to be able to, like, stand up to the crowd? Maybe just the... Um, I don't think it was confidence as much as it was fear. I think that, um, you know, whenever I was growing up, my parents, like I said, I was kind of sheltered. And so they kind of instilled a lot of fear in me unknowingly with, like, going out and doing different things. Like, if I wanted to stay the night at someone's house, they would, oh, well, we don't know if that's a good idea. But, this could go wrong. This yeah, could go wrong. there's always that idea. And, like, my grandma was really bad at it, too. She just always fears the worst, sees worst-case scenario. And I think that that did kind of get into my head. And so coming to college, I saw how everyone was going out and doing these different things and being dangerous. But I definitely paid more attention to the warnings of, like, you know, don't get too drunk. There's date rape drugs out there that they totally. can put in your drink. And so I was more fearful of, like, okay... I'm from a small town. I'm not really, I'm experienced on any of this. So I don't want to put myself out there and have it go really bad. So 
I think it was more that. And then I'm a stubborn person, so the longer I like refused it, the more I kind of got joy out of people trying like, hey, come out downtown, let's do this. And I'm, no, I don't want to, no, I don't want to. And like, it was kind of fun for me to just be like, you can't make me. Like, I don't want to, and you can't make me. So, you can't make me. Yeah. I love that. I don't think it's confidence. I think it's stubborn and like fear. And I don't think I'm scared of it anymore. Like, I've been around it enough with my friends and like other people that I don't see it as a negative thing. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing, but now it's at the point that I am confident in my, myself and knowing that that's not for me. So, I think it definitely went fear and then stubbornness and then confidence. Okay, okay. So it took a little journey, too. Absolutely. So. That was good. I, I thought you were saying there was no confidence involved. I was like, I think there's some confidence there is sprinkled now, in yeah, there. Yeah, definitely as I've gotten older and, like, come through college more, I've seen that I don't need that life to be happy. And I think that maybe some people think they do. Like, the people that grow up in Kansas City and St. Louis, like, they've maybe been drinking since they were 12 or 13. Like, sure. people start drinking young, and that's all they know. So then they come to college, and they're like, well, now i got a whole new group of people I can do it with. So First time I ever drank, I was like 15. Really? Like oh, my gosh. I didn't drink much at that age, but yeah. Yeah, yeah your first drink. See, we had... Um, there was one guy that lived in our hometown that was a basketball player, and he was his older brothers always had parties at their house, and then it just kind of went down through the family. Like, this boy did, and then the second <laughs> boy did, and then the third boy did. So it was just always known as the party house. And a lot of the kids in high school would go there, but I was never allowed. So that's uh -huh. kind of why I never really got into it. I feel like if I had been given the opportunity to go over there, if my parents would have let me, it could have completely changed, like, how my life turned out like it I really feel like I could have gotten into drinking and then I would have drank in college and then you know or the opposite like the, where yeah. you get you get so over consumed in it in high school and then in college you just kind of mellow out yeah you're bit. like burnt out of it yeah yeah it's crazy how the way we're brought up can just change everything because on the contrary there are so many people that come to college as well that like they they don't drink at all in high school mm -hmm. they're so sheltered and then and they, they, they just want to yeah, break free yeah. they want to go fucking crazy those yes. are the, usually the craziest those are the craziest people. ones and i think a lot of people anticipated that for me because i hadn't ever done it before and everyone kept telling me oh you're gonna go through your crazy phase soon like you're gonna hit it since you didn't have it in college it's gonna hit you but I don't think it ever came. Like, I just it's don't think... stubbornness. Don't tell yeah, me how I'm going like, to live my life. Yeah, like, not going to happen. It's no. <laughs> so, yeah. It's cool. I'm very happy with the way that I was, like, brought up and the way, like, the different things that have led to making me who I am. Like, I think a lot of people have things in their lives that they wish didn't happen or I wish Regrets. this would have gone differently. But I don't think that that's true for me. I think that I'm kind of content with it all. So you're, you're happy with who you are, you're, you're happy with all these experiences that led you to be who mm -hmm. you are, and you love yourself for it. Yeah, and I don't want it to, like, sound cocky or conceited or anything, but it's just, like, everything makes you who you are. And so if I could have, like, my parents, for example, they got divorced after I went to college. If they had gotten divorced while I was in high school, whenever I thought they should have, that mm -hmm. could have had a huge effect on, you know, my mindset, my mental, like, it could have sent me into depression or anything, like... It could have done anything, but since they waited until I was in college and not at home, you know, we didn't have to do the child support fight. We didn't have to do the different go to your dad's on the weekends and your mom's during the week, like, you know? So everything happens the way it's supposed to. Absolutely. And I just try to, like, have confidence in that and remember that whenever things aren't as good as they should be and know that, like, in a couple of years looking back on this, I'm going to be thankful for it. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. The, 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 um, 
I guess the process. Mm-hmm. It's like trust the process. Yeah, trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's the way to look at it. That's funny because I was thinking about that the other day too. Like, um, this was like just a few nights ago too. Mm-hmm. But I was I was uh, thinking about how like I, I like to psychoanalyze my life and like like my experiences in retrospect and. Mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, everything was so perfect. Like, because I'm the same way. I like, I, I love who I am right now. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for who I am right now. Yeah. And all these things that led me to who I am, like, yeah, some of the things might have sucked. Like, for example, like depression. Like, I, I went through depression at a yeah. point in life. I went through uh, whatever, whatever, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But they've led me to be a certain way mm-hmm. and I love that about me exactly you, you know learn I mean? from it you don't let it take you down or let it, like don't focus on the negative part of it just focus on what you can get out of it and how it can help you turn into something better like, absolutely you see how like with depression you see how bad you can feel on a daily basis and so then you feel like okay I'm not gonna accept that anymore I'm gonna do something to where I'm not upset on a daily basis but other people could just fall into it and then they're just you know oh, I'm depressed, and now I'm just, I have a sucky life, and everything sucks, and nothing's going to turn out right for me. But, like, you just got to change your mindset and grow from it, and you'll be thankful for it. And it's cool to have those parallel opposites and, like, what an attitude can have an effect in your life. Yeah. You're just your outlook on life. Yeah. You can have the exact same circumstances with different outlooks Mm -hmm. on it all, and you can be not content, or you can be content with your life. Yeah. I have a whole blog post on that. It's called Thoughts Are Things, because... I had two friends, and this was kind of towards the end of the summer where I started realizing, like, ooh, like, I'm not really doing this for me anymore. I had two friends. One of them, like, they had the same situation. People were talking about them and saying things that weren't true. One of them, like, really let it get to them, and they were just really down on themselves and, oh, like, yeah, this is all true. Everything they're saying is true. And the other person was like, no, like, I'm not going to let them say those things about me. And I watched them both go completely different directions. One of them went up and, like, changed everything they were saying and was confident in themselves, and the other one just really let all the words get to them, and they got depressed. And That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting with the same yeah. exact... They're just different responses, same conditioning, yeah. different responses. Yeah. And, and that's whenever I saw it, and I looked at both of them, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, which one am I going to follow? So. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> no. And so then I moved home, and. It's almost like a higher power used that as symbolism in your own life. I'm like, Taylor, what are you going to learn from this? I definitely feel like we have different parts of us that are unleashed at different times. Like, we can see things. Like, I could have something presented to me 15 times and uh-huh. it not mean anything. But on the 16th time, if I'm at a place in my life where it can have meaning, I'll see the meaning behind it okay. and learn from it. So, so, could you elaborate on that a little bit? So, like, and by the way, wait, sorry to cut you off. But, okay. Um, Shout out to your blog, and we're going to put that in the description. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, so okay. it gets you some recognition, thank some exposure. You, thank so. you, thank you. Okay. So, um, what was I supposed to be answering again? Uh, you made me lose my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Oh. It was on, okay, the 15th, 15 things in 16th time. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I'm a person that you can tell me. 20 times every single day if you do this this is going to happen and I'm still going to go out and be like no it won't and I'm going to try it until Uh I see it actually happen so I mean I guess this is where the religion thing kind of comes in um I my family was not religious growing up both of my parents were when they were raised but they had differing beliefs so that resulted in me not having any religion which was cool with me because I feel like it allowed me to kind of explore things on my own But I had been exposed to the idea of going to church since I was born, and I was never interested in it until 
like this past um, fall, I guess, like September. Yeah, man. And so I feel like it was presented to me in all these different ways. There were multiple people inviting me to church, but it wasn't time for me to go until it was time for me to go. And so I feel like that part of me was kind of unleashed whenever it was going to be a good time, if that makes sense. Because you could have gone into church, like maybe let's even say a month before. Yeah, or two years before, whenever I first came to college. And then just three. rejected it. And yeah. And it, or you would have not found the same meanings. Mm-hmm, or I could have been forced to go from being a, child, or being a child and going to like Bible school and stuff like that. Or I could have been, you know, two years into college and someone invites me and I go. But... And it's weird because even, like, different references to things, like, I really didn't think that eternal life was a thing. Like, I didn't even know about that. Uh, But yet, now that I... Eternal life referring to life after death? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, the idea of that. I didn't, like, I remember being five or six years old and sitting there and telling myself, when I die, I'm dead forever. Like, that's just what it is. Like, it's just, I pictured it like Candyland. Like, there's no end to, like, it is in Candyland. You reach the big castle but you're just like eternity is eternity so and then I I don't know I think that even with other things like drinking like if I had been way exposed to drinking way earlier I could have you know tried it and I just feel like things are exposed to us at the right times for us to grow from them or learn from them okay and you may not even like with you, like if you would have tried this podcast out two years ago, it may not have taken off the same way. True. Or you may not have found as many people to podcast, or it may have fallen apart. You wouldn't have had the dedication to it like you do now. But because it came about whenever it did, the timing was right, and it worked out. Exactly. So. And it, that's also kind of a choice in the same way. Like mm-hmm. That's how you choose to look at it as yeah. well. Yeah. Yes. And, and it I makes think more that, grateful. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of like your mind was a little unleashed to that idea, whereas before you didn't really have the capacity in your mind. So like that it was closed off. Like you didn't have any idea of doing a podcast because you couldn't really handle it. Absolutely. But once you grew and you learned a lot and then you found, Oh, I like connecting with people. I like having these conversations. Then that opened up and you're like, okay, like I'm going to go this out route. I'm going to try it out. And I didn't even realize that was a big part of like a big factor of playing into it of like why I started this mm-hmm. because until I watched black mirror actually, yeah, which is kind of weird that like I was like, cause I, I, I started for like a myriad of reasons, but mm-hmm. like, I didn't realize that, like, I would say, like, pretty much, I don't know, I don't know if there's a number one reason, but one of the top reasons I did start this is because I, like, I like to connect with people. Right. I like to, I enjoy sitting down and having a great, like, meaningful conversation yeah. with somebody. And have you always enjoyed that? I have always enjoyed that, But yeah. have you ever realized that? Not until I watched Black Mirror and I, but it, mm-hmm. the, uh, one of the underlying premises of that, like, the themes, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say, that they, uh, one one thing, this is off topic, but one thing I picked up on that show is that they objectify women and how really? our culture objectifies women okay. way too much. Yeah. But that's off topic. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, oh, how, another one was, have you ever seen Black Mirror? So basically just like a really, like, every episode is completely different. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's pretty much like a theoretical interpretation of what the future is gonna be like more right so like for and sometimes it might be this exact reality or very similar to like like what we have now but they add like one technological thing and then they show the effects of what happens oh that sounds super interesting I might have to try it out it's a, it's a good show it's yeah. a show it's a thought-provoking show yeah. so I'm not a TV watcher and I really enjoy, I binge watched it like it yeah it just it makes you think. I'm going to try it out. That's why I'd recommend it, but you think on, that one, of the, your... one of the themes about that was 
or that I picked up on is that humans, a lot of these technology, they, the like they're they're, I guess I guess they give us access to more communication, mm-hmm. but they change the way we interact with each other, maybe. Right, but but humans are lacking connection in a lot of episodes mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. So I I realize like I think that's kind of the direction we're going. Not to mm-hmm. be a pessimist, but more yeah. of a realist. I, and, yeah, I agree, and I think media, like social media, has helped with that because. You know, whenever I was a kid and my parents would talk about me having a boyfriend, your boyfriend has to come up to the door and knock on the door and say hello, and then you can go. But now it's like we text each other here or on my way, be there in five, and then we never go inside. I hardly ever talk on the phone anymore except for with my family. But I think that that you're right, that we do lack connection. So if Black Mirror kind of sparked that for you, like, you know, there's a reason you watch Black Mirror. And we're so early on in this, like, this whole, like, techno- technological boom. Like, cell yeah. phones haven't been around that long. They're really, mm-hmm. Like, the smartphones that we're referring to, they yeah. really haven't been on no. long at all. And it's advancing exponentially, which is, like, cool but also terrifying. Because, mm-hmm. like, think about where we're going to be in 30 years from now. Like, it's going to be crazy. Like, I'm kind of scared. There's... But I'm excited, too, you know? So I think it's good that you're kind of seeing the things that could come and you're being proactive about it and forcing yourself to like okay I'm gonna make sure I keep this physical connection with people to like have these conversations and get to know them because media can definitely take over a person's personality the media and the college culture I think that's kind of my like we were saying earlier with the drinking and all that Mm -hmm. I think this is kind of my when like push comes to shove like the the culture is constantly yeah. Pushing like lack of connection. I think that's what we're kind. Of, it's kind of conditioning us to do. Yeah. Not form like genuine connections with other people. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of my pushback. This yeah. Is me, this like, is your resisting. fighting back. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. I love the podcast idea. So I'm kind of. Cool. That's cool that Black Mirror led you to it. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna watch it. You should. I, I know everybody in this day and age is like always recommending new shows yeah. on Netflix. And but I like, think that I definitely don't watch a lot of them because I hear about them so much. Like Orange is the New Black. I, I have no interest. Know, Stranger <laughs> Things, like all those big I, ones that everyone's like, "This is us." I'm just like, no, I'm not into <laughs> it. Like if everyone's doing it, I don't want to do it. But yeah, it's a pride thing. Probably, probably need to work on it. Well, but. regardless of how many people are watching Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. If you value my opinion at all. Totally. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, of course. It, it is a very, very thoughtful show. Is it on Netflix? Show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll and totally it's like a, watch Each it. one's like a mini movie. Okay. I do think I've heard about it then. Because okay. they don't like all go together. It's no, not like, no. okay. No correlation to okay. the next episode. Do you have a favorite? I do. Okay. And if do you, you know want, I can recommend that. Okay, um, yeah. I want to start with your favorite. Mm, I just watched it the other night for the second time. Really? Because my roommate wanted to watch it and I ended up just watching it instead. Oh. But, uh, I can't remember what season. Okay, you'll we'll, have to we'll look, look it at up. It. Yeah, yeah, we'll look it up after this. Yeah, I have trouble getting into things for sure. Like if it's a slow start, I'm not really about it. So uh-huh. I'll start with your favorite to like spark it, and totally. then I'll get into it. I will say this for you and any viewers listening that mm-hmm. are like thinking about checking out the show: don't start with the first episode. That's just my personal okay. opinion. The first episode is kind of. It's not as thought-provoking. It's mm-hmm. not what I'm, like, what I'm kind of trying to advertise and, like, the yeah. reasons I like the show. It's it's a good episode, I think, yeah. but it's just fucking bizarre. It's the pilot. You know, the first one, that's what they always kind of name it on Netflix is the pilot. pilot episode. What yeah. do you mean by that? That's just what they always name it. I don't know why, but have you noticed that? To with take series? it off. Yeah, to take it off. Oh. It's like the, the pilot. <laughs> so, and I don't think the pilot's always good. And I think that's why I have trouble getting into episodes and shows and stuff, because... 
if it doesn't draw me in immediately, I'm like, why am I wasting my time on this? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, that's good to know. I'm what I picked with up on one. with you, Taylor, like, oh, and I no, this is a compliment. This is a compliment. Okay. It seems like you're extremely conscious of how you use your time. Yeah, I try to be. That's cool. Yeah. Well, in a way, I feel like I'm definitely lazy at times and spend the day laying in bed watching Netflix, but. I try to do things that are going to benefit me. And so if I need a day to just lay around and watch Netflix, I'm going to take a day to just lay around and watch Netflix. You're like, this is the move. This is what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I really try to listen to, like, my head and my body about, like, you know, if I'm feeling down and it's cloudy outside or whatever, then the next sunny day I make sure to go out and hike or do something to soak in the sunshine. Right. I just, yeah. This is is, uh, kind of random. Have you ever taken the Myers-Briggs test? I have. I'm not confident on what my thing is. I think it's maybe ISFPT. ISFP. I think it. I have no idea. I yeah. should take it again and find out. I'm gonna, was it a, it was a few years back? Yeah, and I think the title or the thing it took me to is adventurer, but I I don't think that fits me. Maybe it does, really? and I just don't realize it. But yeah, I'll have to take it Do again. Do you prefer and let security you know. or adventure? That's what I think I conflict on because in my heart I want balance. adventure, yeah. But because of the way I was raised in my mind, it's like I need to be safe. So like the whole going to Florida thing is huge for me because it's kind of the first step for me really doing something for myself and mm-hmm. like acting on that adventurous side. But at the same time I'm like really trying to keep in my head like, okay, I need to make sure I end up in a safe place and like I don't want to end up in a little Miami slum or you know, so Totally. Yeah, I think that I'm a little of both, and right now they're conflicting with each other, but one of them is eventually going to come out on top, and it's probably going to be the adventurer. Good for you. <laughs> I awesome. hope, but it'll take some time. Kind of like a safe way to explore the world. Yeah, like I have a that friend that, um, I don't know, I don't think you've ever met her. Her name's Leslie, and she like went and studied abroad in Costa Rica. Good for she her. Went, Good she for learned, you, Leslie. Yeah, like she went, <laughs> she learned how to surf, like... She did so many different things, and she came back to, like, little old Springfield, and she was just like, oh, my gosh, like, this isn't me. But instead of, like, reverting back into how she was always, how she was before she went, she's, like, gone skydiving now. She's gone to all these different concerts. She's gone, she joined a dance studio. Like, she's just completely putting herself outside of her comfort zone to get the same feelings of adventure that she had while she was in Costa Rica, but doing it in her own city. Wow. Yeah. So I like I admire her so much for that, but I definitely feel like her adventurous spirit is so much bigger than mine. Like I would never go skydiving at this age. I want to uh, go, but like not yet, you know. And then I would not da- join a dance studio if I didn't know how to dance. I wouldn't, you know, take cross country road trips to go to a concert with my best friend. Like I would want to, but the safety of it and like the money and like all the little things would cloud my judgment and I wouldn't do it. True. So But you said not yet. Maybe not this yet. version of yourself. Yeah. The Taylor pistol yeah. that is sitting in front of me right now, maybe wouldn't not. do it, yeah. But then once you have those economic, those monetary needs mm-hmm. met and then maybe who you are, like maybe yeah. you become more adventurous. Yeah. Maybe Florida leads you to one experience or one new person or that would lead me into exactly. And that's why I feel like Florida has something waiting for me. Because that is one thing that I've never been afraid of. Like, there are a lot of other things, like adventurous things that I could have done that I didn't do out of fear. Uh-huh. And it could have been the same thing with Florida. Like, my whole family is trying to stop me. 
So I could very easily just be like, you know what? Yeah, Florida's probably not a good idea. I'm not going to do but it. But you're sticking to it. But I'm sticking to it, yeah. Stubborn, and I, stubborn. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. So. Well, the reason I asked if you're ENTJ, or what am I ENTJ. saying? ENTJ. <laughs> that's, that's my mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the, that's funny. Uh, the reason I asked if you're taking the Myers break is because some, another thing I picked up on, I think you're very intuitive. It seems like you're very intuitive. Yeah. So I don't know what that comes from. I don't know where I get that. I kind of think that's something that wasn't taken from either of my parents because I think that they're both kind of, I don't know what the opposite of intuitive is, but I feel like they're both just kind of not that way. I don't think that they look at things the same way I do, and maybe that's why I look at things differently because I don't want to end up like them. Right. That sounds really bad, but, like, <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. But, yeah, I think I am, so... That's, I like that. I like the thought of, like, this this gravitational pull that's always just yeah. Florida, Florida, Florida. Yeah, it's cool. I'm really excited to see what it turns into. And I think that, like, the psychology class has definitely sparked my thinking to go in different ways, kind of like in the way that your podcast goes. Like, you ask philosophical questions and, you know, different deep questions. And I think that the psychology class I'm taking has forced me to kind of look at things deeper in the way that I was raised because we do talk about topics like adoption, which I'm not adopted. But the little things like being an only child or being raised in a small town or what your socioeconomic status impact has on you, like... And I think that that's kind of forced me to really take a better look at myself, too. Totally. And that's why I'm, like, kind of becoming more confident in who I am and how I was raised. That's awesome. Yeah. Just so. digging deep. Digging yeah. deeper than the surface. Yeah. What is your ENFJ? What's your, like... That was uh, extroverted uh, versus introverted. Mm -hmm. uh, N stands for intuition. I'm also... I was, like, very intuitive. Mm -hmm. Like, mine was, yeah. like, I, I think it was, like, 60%. Yeah. Again, this was, I think I took this, like, two yeah, years ago. Yeah, I feel ago, like if you take so. it, like, if you took it now, it might be different. It probably If would. I took it now, it'd be totally different. Because I was, like, 3%. We should do that. We should take them and see what we come up with. But there's also, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and apparently uh, the Myers-Briggs isn't the most accurate. It's been, really? like, it's been shown to be flawed in comparison to another uh, personality test. Oh. I don't remember did what it was. Did it list what it was? It did, but I don't remember. Maybe we should find it and take that one and said <laughs> yeah really that'd be cool it, it's so cool though like it even is, the Myers-Briggs yeah. is cool yeah I like reading about it and I think that a lot of it definitely does fit with you know what like whatever the even if it doesn't match identically to what you think you are like there's definitely components in there that you're like oh yeah that's totally me like you got that on the spot so yeah I don't know I'd be interested to see Maybe I should take one now and then take one, like, 10 years from now and then 10 years from then. True. And just see, like, how I change. Just just to <sighs> remind yourself how yeah. valuable the human personality really is. Yeah. It's all illusory. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> and, like, how much different would you have been if you had gone, like, to another school? Where are you from again? I think about that all the time. Do I you? am from St. Louis. St. Louis. So what if you would have gone to, like, a St. Louis school? Or... I did. You did? And it was same, the same thing that, like, you were saying in the beginning. Like, you you faced all this adversity. Mm -hmm. I faced a ton did in you? college. And I'm not, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying that in comparison to you. I'm no, just no, saying no, in, yeah. in reference to my own life. I think Everyone I've, does. I think yeah. my college experience has been extremely profound, extremely unique, and a ton of adversity. That's Good, involved with it because yeah. I, I went to uh, school in Chicago played soccer there mm -hmm. for the first half hated that ended up quitting uh, then I, I ended up starting making YouTube videos mm -hmm. while I was there because I've like always wanted to do that yeah I always wanted to do that but I never had the time with soccer growing right. up 
and got really into that. Then the next semester, I transferred to Maryville, which is a school in uh, St. Louis. Okay. And there, I just made YouTube videos all the time uh -huh. and hated it, hated it. That's yeah. where I struggled with depression mm -hmm. and things like that. But at the same time, I kind of realized some things about myself there. Like, I, I didn't have any... My options of friends, uh -huh. uh, the best way I could put it is that I didn't enjoy them as much as I enjoyed being alone. Like, they were the yeah. type of people I would have rather just been alone than even hang out with them. It's I not like that. I didn't like them. Yeah. It's just they You value your alone time more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have... And it, I'm usually not like that. I usually... Yeah. I'm not scared of being alone. Like, I like being alone a lot. Mm -hmm. But I also like being with people. I just didn't enjoy these particular group of people. Yeah. So, that caused me to have to go seek out other individuals. Mm -hmm. So what I did, um, what everybody, anyway, I'm not even going to get into like how the people were there. <laughs> yeah. they, were, they were different. They were mm -hmm. different. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, so I went into, I, I started hanging out with like foreigners and, mm -hmm. and then that just got me like my pure, my curiosity was so peaked yes. and they were, they were just interesting people. Cause I was like, it, like talking to a foreigner, talking to somebody from another country is, uh -huh. Kind of like a form of mini travel. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I, that's what I had at Bear Village. Like, getting to know those people there. So many international students. It, it, so it just opens your mind them. to so many yeah, new things. Yeah, you learn about new cultures, new ideals, new mindsets, new recipes, new, like, Good everything. Recipes. Like, yeah. Because they just do life. They do adulting. They do yeah. it differently, yes. Yeah. yeah, I totally feel you on that. And so I feel tell. like if you hadn't had that, if you would have come straight to Missouri State, you could have just fallen in with like, oh, those people don't really work out for me, so I'm gonna go back to like my reality, like the people I actually tend to be drawn towards. So that did push you out of your comfort zone. Totally, yeah. totally. Because I, I probably would have. Well, I joined a frat here, and I mm -hmm. probably and I ended up dropping because I just, I didn't know what I wanted at the time, mm -hmm. but I knew it wasn't what I wanted, and I was real enough with myself to say this isn't what I, how this I want to spend my out. college days. Yeah. And I'm really sad. Now looking back on this, I, I'm, again, I'm not judging anybody who's staying in the mm -hmm, fraternity. Just no. for me personally, in my life, where I'm at, mm -hmm. it wasn't the right move for yeah. me. And you're totally right. I probably would have, if I didn't have that for those first two semesters, I probably would have just joined a frat and still Stuck be in it to this it. day. Yeah. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? exactly. I feel like there's a lot of people that do join um, FSL and find out it's not for them because I have... Wait, a, what's FSL? Well, fraternity sorority life. Fraternity Sorry, sorority yeah. life. Okay. So I, I, friends, I, I knew that. I just had to yeah. <laughs> I, I had friends that joined um, sororities and were only in it for a semester or two because they too were like, you know, I don't want this the rest of college. Like, it's cool, but it's not me. So respect that you were able to recognize that and thank you, thank made you. a move. And to respect to all those it. other individuals out exactly. there. Exactly, yeah. Because this is what bothers me the most about and I I think it's a very prevalent topic in college mm -hmm. but those individuals that just go on living their life for somebody else and yes. they're not even necessarily enjoying mm -hmm. their fraternity their sorority and they're just conforming yeah. to please the masses and I yeah that definitely like that boy I was telling you about he was trying to do that and so for me I was trying to like show him you don't always have to be this way you don't have to live this life you don't have to be how you were raised you don't have to go back to that like you're in college now you can do whatever you want so do it and he wasn't like he was just wanted to stick in that and that's when I started realizing so some there are, are the way they are. Yeah, some people are just comfortable with it and they don't have any desire to change. And we see that as like kind of sad, but you know, if that's what they're comfortable with, that's what they're comfortable with. And totally. in the end, like not to be like mean, but they're going to be the ones that end up either having the exact same life that they always had and being unhappy or, you know, eventually venturing out and doing something different. So 
I think it's really cool whenever there's some people like you and I who did recognize that early on and were able to kind of change around because I think that college is such like there's just so many things right now that can change who we are and alter who we are and take us to different places and I feel like if you or I either one had stuck with what we were doing and how we were before we wouldn't be where we are now true so and it could have taken us a lot longer to get to doing things that made us happy absolutely so it's and cool it, I, I love whenever you're able to appreciate the timing like you were yeah. saying earlier like because Maybe maybe just the timing. Maybe some people in college aren't necessarily meant to or whatever mm, yeah. to figure this out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they never are meant to. Yeah. But maybe maybe we were meant to at a specific age. Because it's going to lead us somewhere else. Exactly. And they're going to at a later age because it's going to lead them somewhere else. Like maybe they'll do it after they meet their husband or, you know, like it could be... Everyone's life is different, and I think that every life has value and purpose. It's just a matter of when that's recognized. So, it's cool. It's really cool. I love people. I love, like, the idea of the different people and how they're, how we're all so different. Totally. So. I agree. I think the media and just typically, like, the general consensus that, at least that, that I guess the agenda that is constantly pushed on us is, like, everybody's different mm-hmm. different is bad no it's not that's the beauty of yeah, the world that's the best part is that everyone is so different so do you think if everybody looked the exact same so let's just say for hypothetical purposes everybody's white mm-hmm. everybody's caucasian in this world mm-hmm. um and the world's would, would the world be a more or less interesting place then physically less but i think that that would really well, okay, so, like, does everyone have the same, like, brown hair and, like, identical um, in that way, or are we still diverse, but we're all white? Like, we well, don't she, have cultures. Yeah, no cultures. No cultures. Less interesting. Let's, uh, and everybody speaks the same language, okay, too. Okay, yeah. I think, really that, I think that would be less interesting. I think it'd be a lot easier to fall into um, being just like everyone else and, like, kind of robotic in a way, just because... You don't have anything different anywhere you go. And I think that having the different cultures in our worlds now, like that's what introduces us to new ideals. And like just like you said, your international friends would show you different mindsets and different ways of doing things. If everyone looked the same, like you wouldn't even second guess it. You wouldn't be like, I wonder if that person has a different way of making bread. It would just be, well, that person looks just like that person, so they probably make bread the exact same way. Absolutely. So I think that... Something as simple as making bread. Yeah. Something as simple as that. Yeah. It's just a different way. Yeah. Just, there's so many different ways to do things. If we could form like a mastermind melting pot of all different cultures, like different minds. It's so interesting. Like, we could do, like, if you brought in someone who's really good at making bread this way, or someone that's really good at doing, working on cars that way, or someone who's really good at, you know, but they all have different ways of doing it, and they all got together and started conversing, they could come up with the coolest things, I feel like. But I think that as a society, we are taught that difference is bad. And so we just automatically, like, in our brains, we're just like, oh, that person's different. I don't want to do, I don't want anything to do with how they do it, because my way works just fine. Right. So... I think that would be even more so in a society if we all look the same. But in reality, difference is just beautiful. Yeah, difference is so cool. I get bored with the same kind of people. Like Absolutely. I definitely do. And that's what I didn't like about Marshall is everyone just had the same mindset, the same goals, the same ambitions, the same way they wanted to live. And I didn't want to live that way. So difference is good. So you knew at that time you didn't want to live that way? 
but you didn't know what you wanted. Yeah, I think that I started to realize that I wanted to go out of the state. Um, I always wanted to when I was young, but I think I started acting on it, like I said, freshman year of high school. But even before that, like, you know, you kind of know the people that are going to end up being townies and living in Marshall the rest of their life. And I was like, I am not going to be that person. I am not going to get stuck in Marshall, Missouri. I'm going to get out and do something. But I think I thought I would go to, like, a Missouri city, like okay. Kansas City or St. Louis. And then once I got to high school, then I was really like, no, I want to go bigger and better. I want to go farther. So I started saying Start Florida. questioning your own goals. Mm -hmm. Like, why, I, why not? Why not yeah, more? why not? Why not more? Yeah, yeah. Why... Kansas City is an hour and a half from my hometown. Like, do I really want to be that close? No. I want to go somewhere completely new, completely new people. And that's why I want to go down there by myself, is so that I am forced to, you know, meet new people and do new things and not rely on my mom or, you know? Challenging your comfort zone. Yeah. And that's the way I'm doing it. Good for you. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, is, there, is there anything else you want to talk about? or? I don't think so. Do you have anything? No. No? No. Okay. That thing comes up. Yeah, yeah, check yeah. your notes. <laughs> yeah, no, Why is Humans of New York? But we talked yeah. about that before. Yeah, everyone should check that out for sure on Facebook. Humans of New York? Humans of New York. You'll see a lot of cool stories about Do you want to check it out after this real quick? Yeah, totally. Cool. I'm down. Yeah. Is it on YouTube as well? I don't know. I feel like it probably is. He's grown so much, but I always just go to the Facebook page and you know how there's like the discussion. You can just go and scroll all the different people he meets. Okay. But yeah, I do think he's expanded. Like he's on Instagram now and probably Twitter. It's turned into a big thing. That's so cool yeah. to me. That yeah. is so it cool is to super, me. super, super cool. So we'll have to check it out. Very cool. Yeah. yeah well, thank you so much for having me on. That was so cool. Hour, hour 12 minutes. You enjoyed it? I, yeah, I enjoyed this. Course. This is awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. No, I really liked it. I liked the whole idea of it. I told you way long ago, like, if you ever want to have me on a podcast, I am down for it. So, I'm glad it worked out. And I'm glad it worked out today, too, because we, we were originally going to do last night. Yeah, my brain was so foggy. Well, actually, whenever I called <laughs> you, I was like, like, you, you could just tell, like, like over the phone, I was like, she seems tired. Like, yeah, I had just woken up. That's the thing. Oh, no way. You woke me up. Yeah, because I was like, I got home, and it was 7 and I've been an old lady lately, and I've been going to bed super early. 7 a.m. or 7 p.m.? I fell asleep, yeah, on the couch. Good for you. That's and cool. I was, That's and cool. then you called me, and you were like, hey, hey, it's going to work. And you sounded so awake. And I was like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. And then I was just laying there thinking, okay, I've got to get my brain revved up. Am I going to have some coffee? And then I was like, no, because then I won't sleep afterwards. True. So I thought about it. And the longer it went on, I was like, I really want this to be a good podcast. I want to be feeling good for it. So that's why I was like, maybe tomorrow would be better because my brain won't be so foggy. Totally. So, I mean, it worked out how it was supposed to. Absolutely. Just like always. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. That's how I choose to view the world as well. Everything, Absolutely. Everything worked out how it was supposed to be. Yeah, that's right. And that's how, in the beginning, like people, because I realized like people are busy. People got their own lives yeah. going on and people have canceled love me in the past mm -hmm. and at first like the way I responded to that I've had to adapt and it kind of shifted my frame of reference right. my attitude my approach to that mm -hmm. um, and people people will like like say they cancel last minute or something and before I'd be like I'm like what the fuck like yeah, I'd get you take mad it personally yeah, yeah. But, then, but now I'm just like like that's fine. Like, it, if it, it'll happen the way it's meant yeah, to happen. Yeah, if they're meant to be on here, then it'll work out. But, you know, if they're not gung-ho, like, we're going to make this work, I want to be on your podcast, Absolutely. then don't be gung-ho on yourself and be like, oh, they don't like me, they don't want to be on the podcast. I struggled with that, too. Or if they would have done it, if you would have done it last night, 
and even if it's let's say so you wouldn't have drank coffee because you yeah. didn't want to stay up late yeah you would have come on groggy yeah not as like good of a conversation uh-huh. I, and, and more than anything i want my guests to be comfortable i want them to enjoy themselves yeah. i want this to be like a positive experience for the both of us exactly so. yeah and i feel like i definitely wouldn't have been able to sort through my thoughts as easily if i had been so tired like totally i would be digging for things to say and it wouldn't have like flowed as well as it did absolutely so, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah i'm glad it worked big. out and hydrated oh, and hydrated I'm my guess be hydrated. Yeah, <laughs> just not too much. <laughs> true, true. Well, just like we were talking about before the podcast, I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, sounds good. You know, <laughs> cool. So on that note, we will call this quits. The camera's about to die. We made it just oh, in time. Oh, it's Cool. Well, That's awesome. thank you, Taylor. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. That's and, cool. Here, I'll come. I, we'll we'll call us quits and then look up people. Yeah, of sounds New, good. Humans of yep. New York. Yep, that works. Cool. Well, bye everybody. So this bye is everybody. Episode number fifty-four of Jordan's subjective perspective. Jordan's subjective perspective. Oh. Jordan's subjective perspective. Repetition. Repetition. I like it. Yeah. Jordan's subjective perspective. Did you have to practice saying that? Probably. Uh, it's kind of a tongue twister. I, I guess just like as like I'm typing it and writing it and like kind of creating it's the brand. Yeah. yeah, it just kind of it kind of rhymes and flows well though. Jordan's subjective perspective. Jordan's see, I couldn't do it. I have to practice. <laughs> Somebody said it sounds like a Migo song. Subjective perspective. Oh, it does. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, totally. Cool, cool. Well, well great podcast. Bye. Bye.